Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. In this particular episode, is an episode of the Clone Wars Report. 
It's a ticker. A ticker. We are ready to broadcast actual news. Actual Earth news, Ken. I think you and I could do it. Dateline, yes. <laughs> Dateline. Stuff happens. Some of it good. Some of it bad. Tune in. Bye. It would be very short news. Just kind of summary. General summary. Anyway, I am Joseph Scrimshaw, and you are... Ken Napsack. Happy to be here. That's right. And we're going to continue our discussion of the Great Clone Wars animated series. We are having such a fun time watching these episodes uh, in chronological order and really enjoying all of the fun and excitement uh, that they bring as Star Wars stories. But then also kind of diving into them and really putting them in order of how they tell the story of the Clone Wars and all of these great characters in it. This episode uh, of our podcast, we are talking about the single episode Ambush. This is a very interesting episode for lots of reasons, partially because in the chronological viewing order, you know, we're several episodes in, but in terms of actual broadcast in the real world, there was the movie in the theater, and then this is the first episode of the actual television show. So if you're just tuning in to watch the television show, this is how the whole thing started off, and I'm really interested in the episode from that perspective of, you know, this is not just a random one-off episode. This is what the creators wanted you to key in on when you started watching the show. So we are going to dive in to Ambush. Uh, Ken, the moral of the episode, we always like to talk about that, is great leaders inspire greatness in others. What do you think about that moral? Is it a good one? Do you live by it? Uh, you know, I used to live by Moff Jer Gerard's great men cause others to hurry. Probably not the best source of inspiration. <laughs> teen but I, I liked it this one uh, very much wonderfully on the surface you get to see it in action great leaders inspire greatness in others and then you see on, on the other hand Asajj Ventress I wouldn't say she inspires greatness in her droids that she's supposed to lead there so uh, same with a little bit of Dooku here so uh, take it for it as, as it is uh, I think there was a little bit I was reading some notes that was it was it was going to be this moral but slightly different and this one this one works better for me so uh, I enjoy it and I enjoy what it means and we get to see one of the greatest leaders of all time Yoda actually be a leader and again from your point of this is the first thing you see like we're diving into this new series but with a classic character yeah absolutely and Yoda can get dinged a lot uh, for some of his choices and behaviors and lines in uh, the actual uh, prequel trilogy but so this was great to be like no hey remember Yoda's awesome he's a great leader uh, I really like this moral it's very uh, clear cut and straightforward I like how it reflects in the episode of Yoda ends up being a great leader to the clones uh, King uh, Katunka is a great uh, and wise leader clearly and he is inspired by the greatness of how Yoda handles this challenge and yeah i take uh, your point Assange is not a great leader <laughs> to the droids and we don't dwell on it but we know the truth of the way the dark side works y you get the sense that uh, dooku is not gonna say oh hey Assange, you failed well you know the important thing is you tried no <laughs> he's gonna be real mean about it i think um, yeah. so I like it from the, the perspective of it's nice and straightforward. Yoda's a great leader and we get to see him inspire greatness in others, particularly the clones, but it also keys you into thinking a little bit about like, what are the leadership styles of the light side and the dark side? Uh, and then for me, just on a personal note, I have had opportunities in different ways over the years to be a leader. And there are times where I think I have really, 
uh, failed because I've listened more to <laughs> Moff Gerard and I have focused more on these things need to get done and I need you to help me get them done and and uh, have not been a great leader. And then there are other times where I have been a much better leader uh, because I have uh, followed Yoda's advice in this episode of Clone Wars advice that it is about inspiring others to want to be a part of uh, of the greatness and want to be a part of the journey and the mission. So the next time I am in a leadership position, I'm going to rewatch this episode and remind myself to make the Yoda choices. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move on to summarizing and we'll get into the episode. Uh, so just very brief summary. This is uh, obviously a standalone episode, but it is informed by the episode we just watched chronologically where we saw that Toydaria is a neutral planet. Uh, the voiceover, the introduction of this episode from the narrator, Tom Kane, newsreel voice, says a peaceful worlds must choose sides uh, or risk invasion. Uh, and basically we saw that in that previous episode with Bale and uh, Jar Jar and the plight of Ryloth and uh, King Katunko and all of Toydaria are very noble people, but they just want to stay out of the war. They discover that they can't. And uh, this leads uh, King Katunko to this episode where he is trying to have a meeting with Yoda uh, Yoda wants to build a Jedi Republic base on Toydaria in hut space to help them out. But that would, of course, mean that Toydaria is no longer neutral. Mm. Dooku sometime, somehow hears about this and sets a titular ambush uh, for Yoda where Asajj and droids attack him to try to prove that Yoda and the Jedi are weak and Toydaria would be better off joining up with the Separatists. And then adventure and wisdom and droid comedy ensues uh, so that's kind of the episode that's what we're dealing with a lot of droid comedy <laughs> like <laughs> more than i remembered yeah and we'll definitely talk about the old droid comedy but ken mm -hmm. what was your overall reaction to this episode is this a love it is this a like it is this a struggle with it no this is a 100 percent love it and Glad again. I keep. I, we got a lot of episodes of Clone Wars report coming your way, folks, and not everyone's going to start with me going. I'm so glad I did this in chronological order. It has new meaning, but guess what? It has new meaning. It has new power, and that's been a fun journey for me as a Star Wars fan. I, I've, I've seen it all. I've done it all. I've read it all. I've watched it all. You know what? You can still discover something new about Star Wars every single day if you want. Revisiting this episode had a lot of power to it, and watching it. Yes, watching it from the point of view of, yeah, that's right, this was the first one. And it wasn't until a couple episodes into season one that I was like, all right, this has got some Star Wars stuff I like. So I, I, I missed, missed some of it. And I think the reason is the battle droids. So I'll come to that in a second. But you talk about leading off, getting out of the gate with this episode. This has got wonderful pew, pew, pew action. But what's it all about? It's deep themes beyond that. And we're going to talk about those themes, but it, but they're very present. I'm like, yes, that's exactly why they chose to start to tell the story here. And this sets the tone of what the Clone Wars cartoon animated series is going to be. We're going to get behind this fight that you grew up daydreaming about. Ever since Obi-Wan mentioned it and uh, Leia mentioned it in a hologram, you've dreamed about this day. Then the prequels come. You didn't really get it, but you're going to finally get it. We're going to really go into what that was. It really is all... Here it comes from this this episode. Uh, it starts to, uh, and I, I really enjoyed that. 
Yeah. Oh, I love everything you're saying. Uh, I am also not going to say this uh, every episode, but eh, maybe a lot. This is one of my favorites. Uh, You know, if we do at the end of our whole Clone Wars report, if we do a ranked episode, uh, Mm -hmm. this is going to be up there. I really, really love this episode. Uh, I think it is great thoughtful action right because there are definitely some episodes of clone wars where like there are big ideas but then then there's a fight uh and this is all of the action is tied to the meaning of the episode and for my money it's great action uh Mm -hmm. this episode is a yoda bonanza you know you get if you've ever liked yoda in any one of his individual appearances in the film you get a little of everything you get the uh the humor, you get the wisdom, you get the damn, he is a powerful Jedi with a lightsaber. You get even a little bit of that, like, ooh, you're a little cocky. There's a little bit of our old favorite word on Force Center hubris going on here. It's everything about Yoda, and, and it all blends into one great, beautiful character. Um, I also like this episode because in a way, just big picture, it almost feels like a little essay on how the light side defeats the dark side. Now, like when you're just watching it, a lot of the lessons can absolutely seem straightforward of like, uh, be creative, don't make assumptions, don't judge people by their size. There's a lot of conventional, uh, good, solid wisdom uh, that 12 year olds of all ages need to hear. But when you pile it all up and, and realize everything that's happening was kind of put in motion by Dooku, by the dark side, um, and it's all kind of rigid and lacking in creativity and it's all about pain and pressure and then yoda responds just constantly with empathy uh creativity being defensive being imaginative working together and it just becomes this little essay on hey remember this is why the light side is powerful um and then to your point, just for the, the first episode, we're going to dig into some of the big themes. But I like that if you tuned into this as the first episode, you know, two big obvious mission statements are just, look, the Jedi meant well. They were really trying to do a good job. And damn it, the clones are people. They matter. They are not disposable. And to have it, the episode or have the show start with those two things as, as key points is really powerful to me. Yeah, to, to see, you know, have Yoda take you know take your masks off take your helmets off and then you know some of the final shots of the clone war series are those helmets on you know spears as little graves uh just not spears but you know a little impromptu graves and it's and it's um it's a good i don't know it it, it cuts uh cuts you right in the heart there man these these clones what they went through and the, the journey begins here and i i, I love that yeah, yeah. So let's dive into the themes. For you, what big themes jumped out? What ideas did you think were at stake in this episode? Well, uh, we talked a little bit on the, uh, I think it was Alden Diaz had a great question on the main show this past week about do or do not, there's no try. I thought there was a, a little bit of let's dive into what Yoda uh, thinks there and a little bit of, uh, of uh, um you know, the, the calm, calm the clones down and, and, and challenging and, and him, him kind of like, yeah, no, I'll take your challenge, Ventress. I'll take your bet. Uh, we're going to do or we're going to do or do not this. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, there's uh, this idea you talked about, but the, the true strength, uh, we're told of the Jedi's weakness in this, right? There, it's constantly Dooku's got this view of power that he's trying to sell. Uh, to Katuko that uh, the Jedi, they're running away. They're not worth what people say. Oh, Yoda's powers have been greatly exaggerated. Follow the separatists. We've got raw power. Uh, and, and so to learn that strength is not size, it's not numbers, but it's you know, spirit and mind and individuality fueling unity. Uh, I think that 
that was great. It ties, what does it tie into? You know, size matters not. Look at me, judge me by my size. Do you things we've grown up with to actually see it at play? And yeah, it's easy to see. That's part of what Yoda's, the genius of the decision to make Yoda that ty- this type of character, Mensch Yoda. Uh, I, I think it was great. I think um, that was the big theme. One of the big themes that just reached out and grabbed me there. There's also a little thing here I'll throw in before, before I kick it back to you. Uh, I love the clones and their individuality uh, there, but uh, the force residing in all beings uh, and, and use it you can to quiet your mind, says Yoda. Um, that was kind of the, an interesting, I don't know if that's a theme, but just kind of a, hey, that, that connects to this movie I just saw in theaters in December. <laughs> Star Wars in the title. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I made a note because I wanted to dig into that uh, when we talk about kind of canon connections, because I think not only is it a a beautiful moment in this episode, it really invites you to think like, well, what does that mean about, you know, every individual's relationship to the force in Star Wars storytelling? Yeah, great moment. Yeah, uh, man, I I so agree with you. I feel like the theme is so uh, strongly set up in that it is clearly about strength of what makes you strong dooku's early line to uh to king katunko uh, you respect strength mm-hmm. uh and we know you know clearly what we think uh, dooku thinks is strength of like look i have lots of ships and lots of droids <laughs> and i'm gonna i can easily slaughter jedi and they can't protect you it, which is really cutting at the heart of what the jedi are about they're about defense that's ideally what they want to do jedi want to just like meditate and then uh somebody's in trouble they go help them and that's it. That's what they want to do. They don't want to be uh, proactive, right? Uh, and that's kind of what's going on here of uh, the Jedi are like, hey, Toydaria, we really need a Republic Jedi base. Uh, and if you let us build it, we will protect you. It, you know, and they're not strong arming them in any way. And then Dooku's attacking that, that yeah. they're not strong enough. They can't defend you. That's a dumb way to look at the galaxy. They're weak. And then this whole episode, as you uh, said so eloquently, Yoda has all of these different definitions of what uh, what is what strength actually is, that it is wisdom, that it's using your mind, that it's creativity, that it's individuality, uh, that it's, you know, believing in yourself. It's, you know, believing that you have value and worth and it's not numbers. It's not your size. It's, you know, not uh, tools or weapons necessarily. And yeah. it's just like it's just great because Duke sort of like, here is my argument for the dark side. And then Yoda's like. Let me break it down point by point why you are wrong, Dooku, wrong. But I, I love that. And I think it's really encouraging to think it, 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 for yourself about, well, what, how do I define strength in my life? Um, the other big theme that jumped up for me is just the Jedi and clone relationship. Um, yeah. That there's, a, of course, that great moment where Yoda makes it really clear to him that, yeah, your faces are all the same, but you're all unique in the Force and the revelation that Yoda has been paying attention to them and knows, you know, who they are and what they're like and goes through their list of what they focus on and all that. Um, but then the clones are also like, yeah, the, early on there's like, who knows what he's talking about? You know, <laughs> little backwards talking uh, Jedi master. Great. And even that, like, there's no figuring a Jedi master. There's that great moment where uh, Yoda is uh, meditating behind the rock and like, what is the general even doing? So (laughs) they start at this place of uh, the clones of not, not understanding, you know, what the Jedi are about. And I like that this is Yoda sees that, yep, we're in this war. These unique individuals uh, could probably see themselves as just tools of war, but I want to let them know how 
I see them and I want to, you know, inspire them to greatness, yeah. <laughs> as the moral says, with my greatness. And I, I like that it's just sort of w- without feeling too over the top or cheesy that it's just like he does inspire them to use the limited tools that they have to be creative and to discover those things for themselves. That moment where he's like, um, yeah, I actually can't do this alone. I'm not taking on that column by myself, no matter how impressive it looks. Um, I need your help and I don't need to tell you when you'll know when. And that giving them that trust. And it's just knowing that 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 idea of the Jedi do not see the clones is disposable. They see them as individuals and they want to, uh, you know, at least Yoda wants to empower the clones. The clones see that, receive that and act on that. It's such a powerful way to start this uh, ultimately tragic story that is the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. And we see it we talked about times about how the Jedi relationship with the clones and maybe it, it can change. Maybe there's some mistakes made along the way, Wh- whatever that's plot points in the greatest story. But to, again, to start the series with this uh, and it's valuable for this episode about leadership, it's, it's something close to my heart of just you, you, coaching on an individual level. Cause not everyone has the same problems. Not everyone has the same approach. Not everyone learns the same way. Yeah. There's some standards in this and that, but again, it's, it's, it's individuality that flows into unity uh, so I love that. that so that's some of the best Yoda stuff in Star Wars. The whole sit down, Reese, this is your thing. Jack, this is your thing. Lieutenant Dyer, this is your thing. And but we're gonna come over it. And then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just shove it down your throat. You'll know because it's it's in you. Not just this is force, but just these skills you already have them. I'm just bringing them out. That's great coaching, great leadership. Whatever kind of plaque you want to put on your desk, this is good stuff to, to refer to. Uh, and, and, and then you got Kevin Kiner bringing in the music, by the way, so oh, well. Yeah. Yoda's theme, if the, I just love Yoda's theme, the sounds of enlightenment, and I just it, it, it's home every time I hear it, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah, and the, the left behind no one will be, you know, that's such a great, you know, fleshing out of how Yoda is perceiving this war, because we know, we know his Jedi philosophy is, you know, train yourself to let go of what you lose, but it's not, he's not callous, he, he wants to preserve life as much as possible, and, you know, he wants to just accept that, you know, death is a natural part of life, but there's, there's this moment here where he is really saying, all four of us are getting through this together that's you know that's a part of the jedi ethos too of we want to you know present uh, prevent the loss of life and all four of us are getting through this uh together and it's just such a great bonding episode for uh, the jedi and, and the clones or at least this jedi yeah 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 um, so how do the individual themes in this episode to you reflect the larger story or morality or perspective of star wars uh, this is often to me comes back to what are we talking about in rebellion, rebellion versus the empire? What are we actually seeing, uh, and 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 what's the differences between the two sides? And um, there's no gray areas in that. There's individuals. There's the Bodhi Rooks we always talk about, just doing jobs in the empire. But at some point, you have to make a choice that keeps coming back. And so this, again, to lead off the Clone Wars with this to analyze that, uh, I, I think it's it's a pretty powerful connection to the entire Star Wars story that uh, to me, a lot of times it seems like we're repeating talking points about the themes because I think Star Wars still drives it home and there's still wonderful, diverse stories to come and big themes and little themes. I, I love when we look at a little moment in Star Wars and you and I go, Hey, this could mean that. And it's like, Oh wow, it does. But I also love the simple things. It is a story of good versus evil. And here's why they're good. And here's why they're evil. 
Yeah, and I think the reason that I um, obsess on them a little bit in my my Justice for the Jedi, which I, I, will, I will talk about, is because I think it, it really is there. George Lucas and the story of Star Wars does have absolute criticism for, you know, the Jedi, for the good guys. And we focus so much on their mistakes. And then sometimes I think the episodes where what is really good about um, the Jedi and, and the general perspective of the good guys in Star Wars is, is there, but sometimes the way we watch it, we kind of skate over it, which is why I always want to, you know, take the time to celebrate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in this episode, I think uh, the, the theme we talk about a lot is just the idea that everyone matters and just the idea of empathy. And, you know, that connects from, from Jar Jar to Dio, everyone is important. This is such an important part to me in that, story because it's characters who could be seen as fodder for action scenes uh the clones being presented as just explicitly being told like it seems like maybe you are even seeing yourself that way maybe you've been trained that way a little bit on camino like there's no point in even taking off our helmets because our faces are just the same to have that not even a a bad guy didn't say that a clone said that about themselves to have Yoda say, you know, reinforce the whole luminous beings are we idea, not this crude matter of like, yeah, you're not, you're not just the bodies you're in, you're a luminous being and you're different in the force and you're unique and you have value uh, is just a really, it's a, one of the more beautiful moments to me of uh, emphasizing the morality that everyone matters. Well, you know, now we're looking at it in chronological order, we, we've seen them train, we've gone through the value, the same lessons are, are present there. And, and that episode, Clone Cadets, of uh, you got to discover yourself as individuals to, to work together for one goal. But I, I you're right. Would to have, uh, I forget which one of the clones says it, Thayer, Jack, or Reese, but, uh, you know, we, we all look the same. We have the same face, and that's all we are. It's like, oh, man, that's tragic. That's sad. And you aren't that. And then it makes me you talk about cannon fodder. Yeah, there's there's a lot of moments where it's just big, wide, you know, wide shots of action, and you see a droid, you see a, a clone die. And now to me, you know, that clone has a story. We'll never hear it. We're never going to get every single clone trooper uh, story. But to me, uh, it, it, it hurts. It's bittersweet now to watch some of those deaths. They're part of the story. I'm not saying I don't want them there. But you know what I mean? Where now I'm like, every one of them has a mask that comes off. And it drives that home going into a series that's about the Clone Wars. It makes it's, it, it, it can move you. It can hurt you inspire you yeah no and it's great because it is it is a tragedy in their moments that individually like this episode you can really celebrate uh because this is yoda the you know de facto leader uh he's you know the head of the jedi council he's the leader he this is his perspective on the clones uh but then also just to know that like well how awful is it for the jedi to have this perspective and then go through this war that they got tricked into into being involved in had good intentions probably shouldn't be in and you know it's they aren't cannon fodder these are you know luminous beings one after the other being snuffed out like that's and, and to me i think like when we get those moments in the uh in, in attack of the clones and in revenge of the sith where they're talking about the dark side clouding everything to me it's just like all this unneeded death it's not natural death right it's not you know it's not as uh you know a star going supernova and sadly that planet died and oh my oh it's it's awful but it's it was just a galaxy um this is preventable death that Darth Sidious started on purpose you know in escalated legitimate griefs 
uh, beefs that uh, the separatists had and made this, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, the, one of the other big picture themes uh, of Star Wars that I really like is the point of view. You know, we get introduced to it from Obi-Wan and, uh, you know, a scene that uh, that people still have fun discussing whether or not Obi-Wan is being uh, a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Say the, you know, the truths we cling to, uh, you know, our point of views uh, and you're going to find that people cling to them. And I was not lying to you from my point of view. Uh, Vader did kill your father. Um, but I feel like that idea of the value of understanding different points of view uh, is so prevalent in lots of different stories in Star Wars. And in this particular episode, I feel like uh, having flexibility in your point of view is a lot of what Yoda succeeded at. So everybody mm-hmm. around him wanted to see this is really straightforward. It's like, we got ambushed. Uh, we are overwhelmed by numbers. Uh, we should go thing toward things in a straight line. Like, no, you, you know, Yoda's great line of, like, we can, uh, we're going to get where we're going, uh, but not in a straight line, literally, mm-hmm. you know? And he sees things from the clone's point of view. He understands things uh, from the droid's point of view. And he continually refuses to make assumptions and keeps looking at every situation and going, well, what are all the different ways to look at this and how can I use that to be successful? Wow. See, there again. That's one of those moments, Joseph. That's one of those moments where you go back and look at something a little different and you see something again for the first time or you, or you see something with a, a new perspective and out of depth to, to have um, Obi-Wan in that moment to take it back to that. you like, you, you know, you could tell Luke some, some facts and he would take it a certain way and, you know, well, let's, let's look at it from another angle. Let's see where we can go with this. You know, not to get too far down that ghost on a log moment. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, that's so true. Uh, it happens time and time again in this story. It happens with Yoda. And um, it depends greatly on your point of view. How do you want to look at the situation? You talk, you and I talk about your focus determines your reality a lot. Uh, are you a, 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 a cup of Java juice half full or half empty? <laughs> you look at it? it depends greatly on your point of view. Yeah, yeah. And it just boils up to some, you know, builds up to some great, uh, just straightforward, you know, don't judge uh, a Yoda by his size, don't judge a book by a cover kind of things. Oh, yeah. There's that moment with Ventress. He's a little green thing or whatever she says. Uh, oh, okay. He's a little green thing. Like, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. It sort of connects to the theme. He's small. He'll be no problem. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the other one for me is uh, we talk a lot about organic uh, versus mechanic uh, in Star Wars themes. And sometimes that's super explicit. Luke turning off the targeting computer to use the organic force and uh, on and on and on. But I, I really like that that theme comes through w- when it's not necessarily literal. Uh, and I think there's a lot of that in this episode of things that are sort of limiting the organic flow of it's, it's droids versus human clones. Uh, the clones just kind of wanting to keep their helmets on because that's who they, who they are. And uh, Yoda wanting them to reveal the more organic truth. And, and just down to literally, like, uh, in general, organic things are lines in nature are, you know, wandry. Yeah, uh, and that's then Yoda's going to take the literal organic path instead of seeing everything as a straight line of like oh, there are a bunch of them they're going to shoot us we got to shoot them yeah. in a straight line and just there's a lot uh, to that uh, idea here I think I need to learn that lesson often watch, uh, yeah. watch me on Battlefront <laughs> I you know I'm not good at that lesson because anytime that there is a stealth level in a video game the first <laughs> thing I try to figure out is is there any way I can just run and shoot and the amount of times on Red Dead Redemption 2, I've been like, well, there's a whole cave of them. Let me go in. 
<laughs> Let me just start something and see what happens. Well, sometimes maybe that is taking a different path. If they want us to be stealthy, maybe that's being organic and surprising too. Yeah. Unwisely uh, run in, guns or blasters blazing there. Uh, any other uh, sort of Star Wars themes or storytelling morality that you wanted to touch on? I we'll probably come back a little bit to the the force resides in all beings and what that means and and it's a bigger bigger discussion. We'll probably have some on the force center. Main show, Cosmic Force, Living Force, all those kind of great things. Uh, I'm often moved and then often mystified by the Force and the concept of the Force within Star Wars, within the story. And and the idea that back here, 2008, when this episode first aired, that Yoda's like, no, nah, man, the, the Force, uh, it's like I said in that movie. <laughs> it's, it's a, it binds all of us. It's there. And then I keep going. I love that there's that weird kind of George, like me, making a sports reference type of thing of – you know, it's like anyone can shoot a basketball. Some people just have a little bit more natural talent to do it and or can work their way up to do it better. Uh, it, but it, you can all grab a basketball and shoot it. It's there for you. It exists. Uh, and I think that I think of that often with the force of just like it's there. And, and, and for for Yoda to just be like, it's not like lifting rocks, but it's like you can use it to quiet your mind. I think that's really powerful. And it connects to, again, Finn going, I just had a feeling. It's a feeling. That's what it is. It's feeling. Yeah. And I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. I, I, and I'm glad that you just uh, specifically said Empire Strikes Back because a lot of this does feel like like uh, Yoda could have almost walked into that cave and said, uh, seen Empire Strikes Back, have you? Meant those yeah. things I did. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know we, we're good. I, I even have it in my notes in the other section of, of the canon connections, but I just think it's it's a it's a it's a theme as well for me. So so there there you go. I brought it up. I brought it up. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I, I think it's great. I think there is some differences in Yoda by the time we get to Empire Strikes Back because of lessons he uh, learned yeah. in the in the Clone Wars. It's great that uh, he gets described in this episode, I believe, by Asajj as a Jedi warrior. Uh, so you even got that word being uh, invoked. Um, and Yoda does not want to see himself as a warrior. War does not make one great. I think he really learns those lessons here. But then it's great to see some of those beliefs that he's trying to pass on to Luke and uh, perspectives that are really uh, evergreen for Yoda that he has held for yeah. a long, long time. Well, look, um, look where he ends up at the war. He might have been a great warrior. He might have told some people, I'm pretty good at this. And he ends up failing. <laughs> like he's got that, he's got that lesson on his belt. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The last thing I'll say uh, in this section in, in my uh, continuing justice for the Jedi and just tracking what's going on in this sort of um, galactic political, what's the the politics of the war? What, what are the quick things the narrator shouts at us or the characters say at the beginning before all the cool action happens? And again, that uh, the narrator says uh, peaceful wars, uh, peaceful worlds must choose sides, which, get, which gets to that you know, sort of Star Wars theme of uh, when is it best to throw down your blade and refuse to be involved in violence? And when do you just kind of have to choose a side because you just don't have a choice in that what Yoda is trying to do is say, hey, if you help us, we will help you. You come to the Republic. We, we promise we will defend you. And that so much of this episode hinges on that idea of defense. And this is still early in the war, and the Jedi are still trying so hard uh, to make it fit into their view. And I think this is an, an episode where it looks like things are going well uh, for, for Yoda and for his attempt to defeat the dark side that is represented by the Clone Wars. So it's nice to see things going okay for Yoda here at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. 
He means well. I'd, I'd also be okay with that being the moral of this episode. Yoda means well. Uh, with that, we are going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to dive into all of the fun action moments, uh, connections to other canon, and whimsy, because there is some definite, definite droid whimsy in this episode. We'll be right back. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and on TikTok as Jennifer Landa 1138 Hey, Four Center fans, don't forget, Four Center is on YouTube. Head over there to catch up with our new show, Star Wars Show and Tell. Joseph, Jennifer, Ken, and special guests sit down and share favorite items from their own Star Wars memorabilia collections. Plus, there's the In Memoriam video series, encore presentations of Databank Brawl, and special programming all there for you, and more shows on the way. It's Four Center on YouTube. Check it out. And we are back to talk more Clone Wars episode Ambush, an episode that, spoiler, we like a lot. Uh, Ken, this has a ton of action. We always talk about the action moments because it is the Clone Wars and there's some wars going on. Uh, but what were your favorite action moments in this extremely action-packed episode? Of there, there, yeah, there was a lot. And I'm not. I'm, I'm going to throw you a curveball here, Joseph. I, I'm not throwing a moment. I'm throwing a vibe. I'm throwing a vibe. That I liked. And we're talking about the deep themes. Take your helmets off. Find the individual. There's a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, but there's honor. All those good things. I love those conversations. But Joseph, I also just like that this episode had a bit of a 300 vibe. This is Sparta. We will stand here tonight. We might die. We might dine in heaven tonight. But this is a big fight in which we are outnumbered. And we got a bunch of droids uh, rolling our way. Literally have rollies heading our way. Super battle droids, and I just love that last stand kind of vibe. I can get that. I can get into that. And then I did like specifically Yoda doing the meditating. You mentioned it earlier, but then lifting the super battle droid <laughs> and him begging. I, I it, we're going to talk a lot about the droids and their humor and their dialogue in a second here. But that that super battle droid just be like, don't, please don't shoot me, please. Don't. Uh, and it was inspiring and brutal, and I liked it. Yeah, yeah, we will talk about you know exactly how much empathy we're supposed to have for some of these uh, these droids as uh, individuals in the galaxy as well. But it, it doesn't go well for them. Yeah, I got a couple specific beats I want to shout out, but first I want to agree with your big picture. I love that it is this last stand. I love that this is an episode that also kind of calibrates how powerful Jedi are, and like we know Yoda is one of the most powerful Jedi, uh, and he's got this like don't worry. We'll be creative. Numbers aren't everything. Size isn't everything. It's all about uh, creativity and working together. We'll figure it out. But there's still moments of danger where he needs to retreat or be very tactical or uh, prioritize protecting the clones. So you still get the idea that he's being put through his paces just in terms of like actual power level and danger. But he's never breaking a sweat because of his 
beliefs and because of his confidence in his abilities and his confidence in the clone. So we get to have these moments that are just like, oh, my God, little green Muppet Yoda kicking ass. And there are moments where he can easily kick ass, but it's because he's carefully set up the situation and the opportunity and the, you know, the theater of combat to benefit his uh, size and his skills and everything. And I, I love that, that you get the joy of just Jedi wrecking shop, mm. uh, but also with uh, some wisdom and caution. And also some cuteness, Joseph. I think it's very cute when he jumps on and he puts his lightsaber in the battle droid uh, or in the tank and just did that, burr, 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 moves around and does it from the bottom. Burr, 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 burr. I thought it was very <laughs> It is very cute, and there are some great shots. I I had to pause. There's uh, not only, of course, this shot uh, where he is looking it right directly down the barrel of the gun, and we just see his massive Yoda terrifying face. Uh, when he, when he's first walking up to the uh, to the column, and there's the we see the battle droid in the tank, and we see him walking up, and it's just a quick shot, but it's terrifying. It's cute and terrifying. Of like, oh, the green Muppet's gonna kill us all. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah, it, so a couple of specific moments. I love Yoda uh, turning the super battle droid that you uh, described, partially because this is this is a moment where I will be a, a pedantic uh, Star Wars fan of like, but why don't they axe? Like, mm. I, I want to see more moments like this. And the Clone Wars has some of them, and maybe it's just Yoda's supposed to be uh, that much more wise or that much more powerful that he can do this in the heat of battle. But I've always thought like, why don't you send one Jedi out in front and a bunch of the clones to deflect and fire back and you keep a Jedi in the back, uh, you know, block defended to do weird force crap. <laughs> weird force crap. Just throw yeah. stuff at them, flip them over, you know, you know, trip one, it, yeah. you know, way back in the line because you can, I like the idea that if you're right alone and you, we talked about this last week with I'm gonna die, it feels like if you're, totally under constant incoming blaster fire mm-hmm. deflecting takes all of your focus as a Jedi. Yeah. Um, so great. You can't, maybe you can, you know, sneak off a quick force push to the ones right in front of you. But I love that we just see like Yoda sits down and gets almost like meditative. Cause like, I really need to concentrate and, and picture it in my mind and specify and be, but I just, I love it. Especially with the clones being like, what is the general doing? Why does it look like yeah. he's just like, chilling and remembering some great tea he had once <laughs> and instead he's doing this super cool jedi force move might have he might have been doing all of that yeah he might have been doing all of that uh yeah so love that moment uh the other two that i really wanted to highlight is in the section where he's taking down the column and you really just get to enjoy a jedi absolutely destroying a bunch of things uh when he jives into one of the tanks and the two droids try to run out and Technically, I guess you would say they get force pulled, but it really feels and looks like they get force sucked <laughs> back into the tank where they're like, this is great comedy where they're like kind of trying to run from it. They get sucked back in. You get that flash of green and then the parts fly out and it's like it's part comedy. It's part horror show. And I just love it. And yes, and probably goes against some of Yoda's teachings at some point, we understand, but it works. <laughs> there's some theatricality, right? Like there's that one moment where he cuts uh, one of them apart and then throws all of their parts way off into the horizon. It's, oh, it's, it's great. I don't think he needs to do that. I oh. feel like that's tactics. I think he's showboating to yeah. make them even more frightened of him and to, you know, inspire the clones. Well, uh, yeah, on a base level, too, he's taking a bet. And it's a bet he knows he can win. 
uh, or at least he believes he can win because uh, do or do not, there is no try. We're going to do this or we're not. Uh, and, and I think he's not just shown off, but like, look at Katunko and Ventress. Look what I'm doing. I'm tossing these droids around. You're right. You're right. You can't, uh, you can't lose the force for the trees. This is, this is for Katunko to see not only that the Jedi can protect him, but how they will conduct themselves, uh, in, in their battle. Right. Of like, Hey, look at, they cheated. Uh, that you asked them to give me a fair fight. I knew they wouldn't cause they're the dark side. They're not gonna, but even within that, look what I can do. <laughs> did you say, I, I may have heard your, did you say you can't see the forest for the trees, the earthbound phrase, or did you say you can't see the force for the trees? <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say forest, but out of sheer habit, I might've said force. <laughs> I'll take it. Hey, it's better than me saying alpha butt squadron. Like a <laughs> <laughs> the deadly serious book alphabet squadron shadow fall the shadow of what uh anyway uh the last thing i wanted to mention um it's part of a more important beat but it's one of the ones i always remember from this episode is uh yoda just turning off asajah's lightsabers and pulling them over of like it's not even disarming her Uh it's just the like it, it, it suggests that there's some level of like uh, force users have their guard up to one another and can almost like feel like that's kind of like a mm-hmm. a you know beginner move that you would reach out to turn the other your opponent's <laughs> blade off or is it that like that's a more se- like sensing the the crystals is is and is more intricate delicate force use that Yoda does like you yeah. can have fun debates of what exactly is going on there but it's such a great quick way to say you're powerful in the dark side um, but you're nowhere near as powerful as the light side has made me. Let me demonstrate by just turning off your blades, which is just kind of a, a cool, uh, shut up. I'm better than you move, <laughs> but you can also totally read it as, Hey, here's the power of the light side. We're not even going to fight. I'm just going to turn your hate off. Yeah. Yeah. Light is going to snuff out the darkness. Well, yeah, I actually have it in a favorite comedy moment. It's, it's also a great action moment. Yeah. Because he's Yoda says strong. You are on the dark side young young one but not that strong so he's even doing a good job sport but not <laughs> and i i really uh, i popped for it i loved it it's great stuff yeah he used the force to pat her on the head uh while also making a point in front of katunko and like and and it's all sort of uh you know based in katunko was about to have his head cut off uh you know in two right. pieces by asajah's blades and yoda arrived in time to do what defend him you know and Yoda isn't like, and now I'm going to kick your ass. It's like, no, he just stops and says, we're not going to, we're not going to do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, great stuff, both, uh, thematically and just, oh man, this whole section could be the rest of the podcast for me. This is, there's so many great action moments. Uh, that one quick scene where Yoda is jumping from uh, battle droid to battle droid and he's just keeping his lightsaber pointed down. So it, it drives yeah. through their heads. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'm going to stop myself cause I have to, do you have any other action moments? Uh, that you, you we, we've uh, the whole episode, but yes. Okay, okay. Uh, let's move on then to a thing that I we definitely want to talk about: his favorite moments of comedy, whimsy, or weirdness. Uh, talk to me about the droids, right? Well, all right, all right. Can I? Well, let's get a couple out of the way first because I have okay. a lot, a lot of those. Uh, we, now I had, you know, una- couldn't remember this one in the back of my mind, una- unaware that it w- existed. I so happy to be refreshed. It is now one of my favorite Star Wars quotes of all time. Then launch all of them, you will. Hmm? But- <laughs> <laughs> sassy, sassy Yoda. We in our house we call it a little sassitude. Uh, just uh, loved him, just being like, okay, like uh, telling telling that clone officer, 
uh, you know, not where to put it, but just kind of like, mm. uh, try harder. Mm. So, yeah. I love Use your brain. Use your brain, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a great one. Uh, do you have others before we dive into the, the, uh, uh, the strong you're on the dark side moment, but I was, it's better in the action moment. I, I did, I made reference to it earlier, but I did like that Dooku is like master Yoda's powers have been greatly exaggerated. Cause one, I'm like, Dooku, do you really believe that? Cause you just, you know, I know you think maybe you bested him in that fight on Geonosis, but really you just put a moral test in front of him. You knew he wasn't going to fail. Uh, and then you, trained under him so are you just lying to yourself dooku i mean this is part of what i love about just kind of the constant story of what is the difference between the light side and the dark side that you can read into these moments if you want that the dark side is just convinced that the light side is uh, naive and foolish and hypocritical and the dark side you know channeling anger is always more powerful but they're always running away <laughs> dooku yeah. ran away in that moment they really make a point of uh, asajj running away which i'm sure we'll talk about and yoda having a, a comment <laughs> about what that means about the dark side. Uh, so, I, yeah, I really like that that moment, too. Um, a couple of the non-droid ones for me, uh, in in the sassy Yoda category, mm -hmm. uh, in one of the uh, hollow video check-ins of how the contest is going, uh, I think it's uh, King Katunko who asks about trouble, uh, and Yoda says, trouble? I know nothing of this trouble. <laughs> yeah. It's just really like, yeah, no, I'm going to destroy all your battle droids, all your tanks. I'm not going to break a sweat. Come on. Yeah, Are you well, kidding me? When Yoda's like, oh, I didn't know Dooku was invited. Mm, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff with Yoda. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really great because there are, you know, I think the Phantom Menace Yoda comes off a little, a little, you know, stern to Anakin, which makes sense to me in the story uh, because this is a this is a big moment and a serious moment. Uh, and then we get some of that mirth back in uh, Attack of the Clones, and we get his uh, oh, he loves the Wookies, he loves hanging out in Kashyyyk, you know, and we get a little bit of that mirthful Yoda back even in in those darker movies. And I always always love uh, that. That's not an act he's putting on entirely for Luke. Yeah, he's testing him in Empire Strikes Back, but. He's got that playful spirit, you know, yeah. which I really, really like because uh, it's not it's not that Mace Windu of like the light side is better, but I will not smile for this photo, you know, yeah. <laughs> which is a valid and interesting perspective. But Yoda's being mirthful is always like this great example of like, I love life uh, and I'm having fun with it. And that's the point <laughs> to love life. Uh, so yeah, saw, saw a lot in that comedy moment. Um, yeah, I think the rest for me are, are droid related. So l let me hear your droid thoughts. All right. Well, yes. So I do love what a terrible shot. Oh, well, it's my programming. <laughs> There's actually a lot to that. There's a lot to that. But overall, I have a weird relationship with the battle droids. And this actually absolutely goes back to the first Roger Roger and the Phantom Menace. I, I the first time I heard it, first viewing 10, 15 in the morning, uh, Winneka theaters in Winneka, California, Roger, 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 Roger. What is that? I used to just it just bothered me but then also right then from the beginning uh, my old job me and my friend used to say it on, on our radios to each other roger roger like it just was all so i hated it but i loved it from go you know and on one hand yeah. i just i don't like the choice to make them hapless comedy foil but on the other hand it's now my favorite thing <laughs> you and i talked a lot about like even in season seven there's a lot of why me is it and i and i thought why why? I don't know why. Right. But then, so this is what happened. So I, I, I watched, I watched, um, ambush maybe Tuesday, Thursday, last week, or th Thursday, Friday, last week. Sorry. Uh, just you and I, every time we review these, we will watch them a couple times. Right. 
and there's always like a, I'm going to watch it as a fan, just sit down, no notes, no nothing, just a, a bowl of cereal and my thoughts, you know? And I had these battle droid thoughts and I, I liked what I saw in the episode, but I was just like, yeah, yeah it's so weird. Where do they get that from? And then I, uh, Grace was like, can we watch Revenge of the Sith tonight? Uh, it was like Saturday night. So we did. And then all the way, like through Revenge of the Sith, a lot of this comedy's there. Oh, yeah. And I think I overlooked that or choose to overlook it at times, but it's a lot, lot there. We don't have to go through the moments. So to then come back like on Sunday and watch this episode again, this time with a little notepad out, it's like, okay, no, this, whatever the choice is, uh, it's, it's fine. I, again, I don't know if, do I want a bunch of like, I am battle droid. I kill you seriousness. No, it's star Wars and everything. But now I'm like, okay, it, it's consistent. And I used to think it wasn't consistent in the Clone Wars. And this episode specifically, when it launches the series in 2008, I'm like, see, that's that Roger Roger stuff I don't like. And again, allowing for growth, allowing to see things uh, or, or some things that bother you back in the day, just your, your, your passion for that hatred of that will temper. It's just natural. And you start to see what it is. They can't help it. It is their programming. <laughs> They're here. And they're fighting, but the one that's like, I just got promoted. Like, is the droid care about being promoted? Maybe, maybe not, but it's a trick. You know, he's just like, he's part of this army. I don't know. So all the comedy all through this and now through the Clone Wars, it works for me more than it ever has before because now I'm kind of, that's again, not sympathetic. It's tough to say sympathetic to the droids and the Separatist army, but I just, you know, they didn't choose to be there sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the droids are beautifully complicated and I think probably uh, maybe I, I can only speak from my own perspective, but maybe even more complicated from the perspective of people of our generation who grew up with, uh, the, hey, the prequel trilogy is coming out. What are the new stormtroopers? What are the Jedi going to fight? Are they going to be cool and like, oh, they look kind of cool, right? Are they, they're going to be bad at, oh, no, they're not badass at all. Yeah. And. So you have to wrestle with that, which you're talking about. Uh, but then it, as we've went on, what I really like about him is e even in these early episodes, because I was right with you, where it's like, yeah, I, I really like the development of Anakin's character. I like Ahsoka, but we're still doing the wacky, wacky, wacky droid humor. And there's this tension for me of like, well, you know, the clones call him, you know, have names for them. And they're, they're terrified of being murdered by clankers, right? And they're this overwhelming terrifying force but then we check in on them and just, they really are just like uh somebody stole my lunch from the cantina <laughs> like and a totally wacky jokey and there's a little bit of like well how do i make sense of wacky jokey and then also like legitimate scary threat and i think this is what i've come to like is that there is a complexity in that in that for me the perspective is just like everything in the in the realm of the dark side, they're pawns. The mm -hmm. uh, you can debate as Star Wars characters have the level of uh, humanity and individuality and respect that a droid deserves, but they were like the clones; they were created for a purpose, and the dark side just sees them as absolutely disposable pawns that they are built cheap and fast. As this episode reminds us to overwhelm uh, organics and to just be this, uh, you know, faceless, terrifying, rigid, military, mechanical might. And even with that being the intent, you know, however it happens, the 
peculiarities of their programming emerge so that they're all these kind of <laughs> uh, neurotic, hapless, uh, not fully equipped for the job they're being told to do, and you feel sympathy for them. I feel sympathy for them. And then if, if I think of that, that's where the comedy is coming from, of they were only half-assed programmed for this job, uh, and then they're kind of neurotic about it, and then they're just thrown out in huge numbers, and oftentimes that works, and Jedi and uh, clones get slaughtered, and other times, you know, they're not a match for the creativity of Yoda and these clones. Uh, but then these comedy beats of sometimes like, yeah, sometimes it's a little too wacky or a little too obvious for me, and it doesn't land. And then those moments where I can actually feel the humanity, like the <laughs> I just yeah. got promoted, really did crack me up exactly because of what you're saying of like, did that droid care about that you know did he write home to his droid parents i got the promotion i wasn't <laughs> even supposed to be here today um yeah it, it does work and i think it works a little bit more in animated like i'm glad and um you know we we get a little bit of the super battle droids of the mandalorian right and it's pretty terrifying and it's a pretty you know traumatic scene for our lead character in the mandalorian i'm glad there wasn't a battle droid being like ah a kid do you want to play ball like it's not <laughs> not going to work maybe as much but it does you don't need you don't need to touch upon that you do just need to touch upon the image of fear uh that that this creates for a lot of people in the galaxy because we've seen a lot of examples uh even Wu hair he don't like droids why you know separatists uh, got to him and his family so you know because the slaughter yeah and i mean we talked about in one of the uh the episodes um leading up to the clone wars movie in chronological order when there is the the traitor in the clone door uh, the clone troopers just uh, not the clone troopers excuse me the battle droids uh pour through the door at the clone troopers and just assault them and they're not saying anything wacky there and they're legitimately terrifying they're the face of death you know yeah yeah so i like that uh, both stories can be told i think it's also helped that i have played as a battle droid so often in battlefront two and yeah. like one of the dumb things that come up, which I love like when you play the officer and you know, you have one of your abilities to lay down an automatic uh, gun turret and you can leave it. And the, I love that battle droid doesn't say it every time, but you put the turret down and you walk away <laughs> and the battle droid says, good luck turret. <laughs> <laughs> Just this weird, beautiful little bit of humanity and these, uh, you know, scary comedy droids. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Good discussion on the comedy and the whimsy and the weirdness. Let's move on to canon and lore connections. Um, let's, you talked a little bit already about anyone can use the Force to quiet their mind and how you connected that to uh, Finn's epiphany and maybe Janna and all of Company 77's epiphany that maybe they just heard, they took a deep breath and they felt the truth that they didn't have to do this. Uh, how else did it affect you? How else did you did it make you think of larger Star Wars canon differently? It takes me back to I always I always make reference to Jan Dodonna saying the Force Force be with you and and how then you kind of associate the Force with the Rebels, right? And but you go to Yoda, what he says on Dagobah, and all, all those things. I just think it's obviously very easy to associate Force Jedi, Force and Jedi, but to know that that wasn't the idea that was put out there. That it was this thing that that binds us all and and and. I don't know, call it prayer, call it whatever you want. There's, there's a, a, a constant communication available to you with it if you want it and if you can quiet your mind. And that the idea to get there, you have to quiet your mind. You have to literally calm yourself. And that it's there for everyone. I like being reminded of that. I love the stories of a chosen hero. I love Ray's journey. You and I have talked about that. Uh, I know, um, you know, there's some thoughts of Ray for nowhere versus Ray, the chosen one. I think it, it's, it can be both. Uh, but, the, but, but, uh, you know, coming out of Rise of Skywalker, it's a little post Rise of Skywalker 
I don't know, trauma I'm working with, with some folks around me who have Star Wars discussions with me of just like needing to feel, wait, what, what did Finn say? What was he going to say? Was he a Jedi? No, it says he understands the force. He might one day be a Jedi. I'd love to see that. And yeah, maybe you felt cheated that you didn't get to Finn with a lightsaber. Those are good. That's a good conversation to have. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, I mean, you saw up in Force Awakens, but for real, you know, for him, for his lightsaber, I totally get that. But like in the movie, that, that it, it, it kind of goes back to New Hope to me, to Jan Dodonna saying, may the force be with you. It goes back to, to Yoda and Dagobah, reminding rocks, trees, lizards, snakes. It's, it's there. It's Luke in, in speaking to Ray on Octo. And so to see it here again in Clone Wars and know that it was already there, but back in 08, I'm not as focused on that. And this is, again, Ken's personal journey. You know, I love the pew, 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 and I can stop there very easily. And I love that it's present and that it, it reminded me that, man, that carries through that emotional canon we love. That line goes all the way to that movie I just saw in the theater, the movie that's still being debated over a moment and a reveal that's still being questioned. But it, it ties back to this, and it's the spirit of Star Wars always present. Whether you believe it or not, it's always present. And that kind of, that's what moves me about the idea of the, of the Force in this sense. Yeah. Uh, let me present you an official Force Center well-said t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> that was very well said. Very well said. It it, it connects to so many... Uh, we don't actually have that t-shirt yet. yet. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. We need um, to. We just lost one on T-Public. We'll have to add one. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, I, it connects to so many moments. I think of Luke saying to Ray that, you know, the Jedi don't own the Force. Uh, and I think he comes around to a, a better perspective of what what the jedi are for and how they're valuable and that you know just because the the jedi don't own the force doesn't mean that they don't have a responsibility to use their connection to the force uh to take action for good uh but i still think that there's that great truth of like it's natural it's everywhere it's it's the force is an analogy for lots of different things it's an analogy for uh we are all connected all of what happens to me uh, happens to you and affects you. And that's why we should have empathy. And that's why we should work together. And Yoda kind of expressing that of like, you know, you're luminous beings. I feel your individuality within this great energy that connects us all. It's just like this very peaceful, beautiful idea. But then to also say, Yoda to basically say, and I'll teach you how to meditate or you try to meditate and I'll tell you if you <laughs> got there or not. But to just say, like, even if you're never going to throw a rock with your mind, uh, you can still feel it. And that's where, like, the force to me can become an analogy just for we all have power. We all have skills. And sometimes that can be, you know, something practical, like your great uh, basketball analogy. We can all uh, shoot. Um, and maybe we're good at it. But, you know, uh, I've, I've thought about the force when I've learned to do creative things like drumming or, or doing uh, comedy improv or writing. But I feel like people can use that, uh, you know, anytime for a PowerPoint a presentation, for a, a difficult uh, conversation with a, a friend, you know, for just about anything. That feeling of, I believe I have power. I'm going to quiet my mind and I'm going to connect to my, you know, belief in myself and try to go forward uh feeling just very very centered and i know it's a ton of real world stuff that star wars did not invent this you know i know there's yeah. meditation and yoga and a million other things and, and many great religious beliefs but just the way it's presented in star wars it's got these those deep roots to me that are brought out by a scene like this and then you can get into the great kind of just uh fiddly canon stuff of yeah finn finn seems to have like this deeper connection where he can you know 
he, he can totally sense things, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe that's not even what's being said to Yoda of like, anybody can be kind of force aware, but even if you can't feel the force, just calming your mind that's in remembering that you're a living thing and connected to other things. That's not even, that's not a power. It's just being a part of the galaxy and feeling connected to, you know, the people around you and connected to yourself and that that can be a part of how the force, you know, exists in the galaxy, that it's there for everyone, whether or not you can throw a rock or sense which ship it needs to be attacked or all these different things. It's not all about power. It's about, you know, connection. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, uh, and, and the music's playing and Yoda's music playing. And I'm like, this, this is, uh, this is quite frankly, one of the best star Wars moments ever. I it really is. It's pretty powerful. And, yeah. and I enjoyed revisiting it. Yeah. It's absolutely love it. Uh, lovely. And I love it. Um, for me, other canon or lore connections, uh, we don't get to spend a lot of time on it, but I like the little bit of Yoda and Dooku relationship where they have that back and forth of like, too bad you aren't really here. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> uh, and I like that Yoda specifically calls him his fallen apprentice because uh, it's not a thing that we've spent a lot of time on in any Star Wars storytelling. Uh, but all of our, you know, major Jedi characters, our Jedi hero, they've all, you know, it's an important thing to remember when Yoda's saying to Luke, like, yeah, lost Ben Solo, you did. Like, it's not directly, you know, Yoda wasn't still training him, but he did train him. And somehow Dooku lost his way. And you know that has to weigh on Yoda. And I like any bit of storytelling that mm. reminds us of that and reminds us of that connection. Mm. Yeah, you get a well said t-shirt too. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I have one other uh, canon connection. Uh, do you have any more? No, no, no. Go for it. Uh, my last one is th- this episode is so uh, triumphant, uh, I think, of Yoda being proven right in all of his uh, beliefs and his encouragement of the clones. And then the great moment where uh, King Katunko, uh, you know, sees that too and gives uh, Yoda the sword and says, you can build the base. And Yoda says, fail you, we will not. And it, that's the part where you're reminded like, oh, yeah, the Clone Wars is in part a tragedy. <laughs> Because yeah. you have to believe that, you know, aligning with uh, the Republic, maybe maybe uh, the Empire went a little bit easier on Toydaria, but probably not. Uh, you know, the Jedi didn't end up being there to protect him, you know? Yeah, and Katunko uh, himself, uh, this decision to join does end up uh, having a big, big cost attached to it. But that's yes. still what you got to do. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, anything that you disliked or questioned, or was it just wrestling with the droid comedy? Uh, the whole episode, just horrible animation stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, the droid, the droid thing again, and 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 you said it when we were talking about it. There's moments throughout this series and throughout this episode where sometimes it really works. There's sometimes where I'm like, I don't think it works as much for me. Again, I still say I have a complicated relationship with it. I just enjoy it, and I know. And Battlefront 2 has a lot to do with it, too. I think you're right. I think there's a lot of little moments because now you can actually play them. And now you feel bad. If, you, if you're if you killed, you feel bad if you were just promoted that day. Uh, <laughs> that was the only, that was the only uh, a big thing. Yeah, that's the only thing for me that I would uh, wrestle with her question as well. And we already wrestled with it. So anything else that we haven't talked about that you wanted to touch on? I do love King Katunko's super bionic, uh, binocular mask. Then <laughs> <laughs> you can go into space with it, and, or you can look across. And I just love that it was a great tool just to like look across at the battle and have him be snarky with the Ventress. I thought it was a little cool detail. And then I uh, talked about it, but Kevin Kiner, we know, you know, eventually he gets the praise he deserves, right? Rebels really took it to a new level, I thought, um, where people just now by now the media discussion world has exploded and you can go on a YouTube show every week and go, Kiner's music is great. In 2008, you and I talked about hearing the, the, the theme the first time and being like, what? Uh, but here he is in an early episode, just kind of 
bringing in a theme you love. There was a couple moments uh, that, that reminded me of some of the music with the uh, similar to the Gungans marching into war and the Phantom Menace, just kind of this really like almost a Dobro type of feel. And it was just like uh, cool. And we talked about in the movie, there's almost like a rock feel. And you yep. connect that to Filoni's great comment on the on the Mandalorian uh, episode about music. Just you know, a lot of people, uh, yes, or John Williams orchestral stuff, but you can take chances within that. And, and here, here are some chances Kiner was doing very early in the show, and maybe not getting the notice for it quite yet. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton going on with the music. Uh, it, 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 the like the moments with the drums and kind of choral voices, and I feel like a part of it is like Kevin Kiner's totally on board with the world building of you know this this moon is a uh, Ragosa and it is designed to be a coral moon. The idea that there was water here at some point, and the you know they refer to them as trees, but they are those big weird yeah. uh, coral shapes, and it feels like the music is trying to kind of uh, be a part of this environment. And so this isn't just happening on you know random moon; it's happening on a specific place with a specific history and kind of brings that out, which I think is great. Um, for me, the, uh, the two other things I wanted to mention, uh, I should have included this with comedy, but I forgot. <laughs> I love it when the one clone says, suck laser. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a, a little bit too much, but it surprises me every time and I, I laugh. <laughs> Dirty Star Wars. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and the, the final thing is, in this whole picture of Yoda as you know, this episode being Yoda writes an essay about why the light side is actually great. Um, that they have two specific moments, not just of Yoda's uh, kindness and being a good leader and an inspiring leader to the clones uh, and improving his honor to Katunko, uh, but that he has those two moments where he just takes the time to enjoy what is around him. You know, there's a lot of talk in Star Wars about, you know, being in the moment, uh, being present. And I love very early on, once they have to go on their march and the clones are still like, we're marching the wrong way. We're going to die. This is awful. And he's just like, this moon is amazing. Uh, uh, beautiful this moon is. Hmm. Amazing this universe is. Uh, yeah. That he's just still taking the time to look around and go like, ah, look at these beautiful coral reefs that have been you know exposed to the air. This is beautiful. And then, of course, at the end, after all that destruction, uh, the, the little uh, knee brace uh, pop up a lot in... Uh, other uh, Clone Wars episodes and Rebels episodes, uh, the baby Nibre landing on his finger and his ear. It just yeah. is this great visual thing to really remind you of the, um, the how and the why that we talk about. Of like, yeah, Yoda just absolutely uh, kicked those droids' ass. He destroyed them all and proved that he was, uh, that he can defend Toydaria. He's the biggest badass. But he just did it because he had to, and he'd be perfectly happy instead. Uh, to let Nibre land all over him and just chill doing that. Like this, the violence is not a reward for him. The adventure and excitement is like, this is, this is his reward. He did this unpleasant thing that he had to do. And now he's got to spend some quality time with some weird little creatures on a beautiful moon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good Mary Poppins moment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I really love that. Uh, As we wrap up, we're going to do our fun questions. If you could have a figure of any character from this episode, who do you want? I mean, it's got to be snark talking Yoda, right? Like a voice actor. <laughs> We've been act, uh, asking for those a lot lately, but I think it, I think it would mm, play with figure. You shall. Mm, uh, yeah, I, I'll take a snark talking Yoda. Yeah, go out, see the world. You should. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's other great moments, other great characters, uh, but Yoda, man, uh, this is Yoda's episode. I need a Yoda action figure that comes with a knee that you can land on his finger or his ear. 
Uh, and then it also comes with just a huge pile of shattered droid parts. <laughs> Love that. Oh, just yeah. a baggy a battle droid that you can spread around Yoda while he peacefully plays with the Nibre. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? Um, I know we, we have kind of talked about the um, Yoda calling uh, Asajj a, a coward, and I know that you had mentioned that at, at one point. Is there anything that you wanted to touch on there, or do you feel like you've... Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, we talked about the mention this week. I think it's uh, he just says Yoda says plainly, cowards are the are those who follow the dark side. And and I talked about how just the view of Anakin's fall. Uh, you know, I always had a problem with it, or thought I did, and and how this just kind of really took me back to that moment of no, this 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 was the fall. It was fear and anger and hate and suffering which led to some bad choices and he paid for those choices and he took you know, a bit of a coward's way out. Uh, and and it, it would have been easier or harder to, to take the stand uh, against Palpatine against his dark nature. So it's, it's bigger discussion perhaps another time, but I loved it connected back to me to that moment of Anakin's fall to Vader should be somewhat uh, to my point of view, pathetic. It's not. And that's, I think what George has always said, and I think because there's some Vader worship, understand, I, you know, the hallway scene in Rogue One is one of those like, yeah, God, he's evil. And I love it. It puts us in a weird place in society where we're like that you and I just did an episode on a Palpatine on Star Wars Red because we love Palpatine because he's so evil. Um, it's a weird thing. And, uh, you know, you can root for the antihero. Anakin's not that. It's a tragic fall. And he did take a bit of a coward's way out uh, to go that way. And and as complicated as it was. And so, I don't know. It just was one of those little moments in this episode that took me back to that. And we're just three years out of Sith, too. So, it's like George was trying to remind you of that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I will say uh, quickly that I agree. I like that Yoda just uh, states it very plainly here. And I think it is something that is important to Lucas because it comes up uh, several times in Clone Wars, in, including uh, when Maul, you know, does something awful to Kenobi and expects him to break. And he's like, no, that's the whole point. It, it, the easiest thing to do is when something bad happens to give in to anger and fear. And that's the whole point. I don't do that. And I like that that, that idea uh, gets represented here with Yoda. Like, yep, the Jedi aren't perfect. They make mistakes and they pay for them and the galaxy pays for them. But this real commitment to, yeah, it, it, it's harder to see everything in this really complex way. And it's hard to fight while also trying to value pacifism. All of this is really, really difficult. But we choose this instead of the easy path of just lashing out in hate and anger. And that's uh, a nice thing to be reminded of uh, pretty constantly by the Clone Wars. Yeah. We're going to wrap up then with our final question as always, Ken, what should the moral of this episode of our podcast be? It is this for force center download numbers matter. Not true success comes from the spirit of your discussion. <laughs> well, in that case, I think we succeeded very well. Uh, thank you for inspiring me with uh, your great leadership on that <laughs> moral, Ken. Uh, if you're watching along, if you're following along, our next episode, we're going to cover three episodes because uh, if there's a clear arc, we're going to cover the whole arc in one episode. So we'll be talking about rising malevolence, shadow of malevolence, and destroy malevolence. That is it for this episode of Clone Wars Report. For myself, for Ken, for Yoda, for the wacky battle droids, go out there and enjoy the light side.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.